Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of the Dry Spellcast. This is the week of June 4th, 2018. My name is Matt, and Austin is here. Hello. Look at this guy. He's here. I'm uh, and we're back from a uh, unexpected uh, hiatus. Um, at least, uh, hopefully, back. <laughs> It's it's all up to you, I think, at this point. Sometimes. Well, I'm the one with the gear, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I I want to be here more, but uh, things happen, and you know, if I had, if we had a steady studio, it'd be so much easier. Yeah. To just walk in and sit down and just do it. I know you hate doing this whole setup thing that we were doing. I really do, and it's only going to get more complicated because. I want it to get better, but hey, it's all good. How are you, Austin? I haven't talked to you in forever. I know. I think what, what last time I saw you was uh, a week ago, Sunday. That's right, my graduation party. Yes. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it was. It uh, has been a week. You're right. I got that. Had a quick week. <sighs> God. Yeah. Um. That was. That was. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I meant to send you this picture, and I never did. It was from an HQ question, and it was like right, it was like a Monday or Tuesday. Okay. And I cracked up when it came on, and I thought of you. Okay. And this was the question. In which Indiana Jones movie are multiple actors credited as playing the lead character? Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Last Crusade, or Temple of Doom? Oh, jeez. Um, I have to say Last Crusade? It is the Last Crusade, because it, there's the young Indiana Jones. Right, there's there's young Indiana Jones. Then there's Indy Senior. Right. Um, Which is, you know, good old Sean Connery. Yes. So I... That uh, was SHQ. Yeah, so I... there. I think it was like the Paramount Channel or something. My parents still have uh, satellite TV, which I don't know why, but they... So Paramount was running a Memorial Day... Um, marathon of Indiana Jones movies, mm-hmm. and I think I watched. Uh, I I saw at least each Indiana Jones movie. The only one I saw only once was Temple of Doom because it's like the one that isn't as good. Like there's some good stuff in it, mm-hmm. but it's like it's nowhere close to Raiders of the Last Crusade. Raiders, I watched Raiders the, of the Last Crusade. What yes, you just said? well Raiders or the oh, Last okay. Crusade. I thought you said Raiders of the Last Crusade. I was yes. Like, oh. In my fictional head canon. Yes. And uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull does not exist in your... Oh, yeah, no, not at all. Those aren't movies. But, but, yeah, so I watched The Last Crusade probably like four or five times. (laughs) And I saw Raiders maybe three times. Uh, Just because I was just sitting there. Like, Like, I wasn't doing anything last weekend. And I was just like, just every chance I could, I was just watching Indiana Jones movies. And I was like, I was watching and thinking about how cool they actually were. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's right on the cusp of like where computers were starting to get used heavily in movies. And so like it was right before like that happened. And so like so much of the effects in it are practical. Yeah. Um, and like the stunts and stuff were like all executed by people. And so I got onto this thing where I started like researching like the stunts used in Indiana Jones, and I found an interview that like 
like the super famous Hollywood stuntsman gave, and he was like one of the lead stunt guys in those movies. Um, he was like the Harrison Ford stand-in. Uh-huh. Um, and like he like in the Last Crusade, there's this like moment where like um, they're like fighting on a tank, uh, and like. Indiana Jones himself is on this horse and he like rides up above this hill, like besides the tank and he like jumps off his horse and lands on the tank. Um, and that was done by this guy. He credits it as like his famous stunt. Um, and yeah. And so like I was reading that and they were talking about like, uh, how Harrison Ford, they basically had to tell him that he had to stop doing his own stunts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because he was, he was just like in the, like that time of his life, like he wanted to do like everything he could. And the guy like said that he actually pulled Harrison Ford aside one day while filming and said, Harrison, like, if you keep doing this, I won't have a job and I won't be able to feed my family. Uh, and Harrison Ford was like super sad, like, sorry about that. And so stopped requesting (laughs) to do them all. (laughs) Did he take your daughter? What? What was that? That's, I don't know. That's like every movie he's in, I guess, sometimes. I, and then I watched... Um, Harrison Ford has become a meme. Harrison Ford is the best. Just his little gruff. He is his like, gruff. And the thing about... Get off my plane! Yeah. And the thing about Harrison Ford is you can tell, like, he is on the way out and he's aware of it. Because he's like vibing like all of his roles I know, he, uh, that he used to play. Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Blade Runner. Blade Runner. We got another the Harrison... Or not the Harrison. We got another Indiana. Indiana. Indie coming out. Um, and it's just like all of these things like he was super known for mm-hmm. that he's like coming back and doing again. I love Harrison Ford. I love Indiana Jones. Well, I think I think he's doing that. Cause remember he, had, he was in that plane crash several years ago. He crashed his plane. Uh, and, I kind of remember And had like that. brain damage. So he's, I thought he, that was uh, uh, the Scientologist guy. Tom Cruise? No, not that one. Alec Baldwin? No. I don't think Alec... Is Alec Baldwin a Scientologist? I'm pretty sure, yeah. No. Um, no, the... No, that was Jesus. Harrison Ford. Well, Harrison Ford crashed his own private little airplane, like a little, like, one, one propeller one, and, like, had, like, bad brain damage. Oh. So I think he has issues, like, with, like, scripts now. And that's kind of oh. why I think that's why he's on the way out is... Well, and he's he's so old. He's, like, 80 now. I don't think he's 80. I think he is. Really? He is that old. Let's... We have the technology. Pull out the, the Google machine. I just feel like he is so old. Uh, like... His first thing, I'd say, was probably late twenties, early thirties when he started uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. He is seventy-five. Seventy-five. Seventy-five years old. He is old. He is an old dude. He looks good he's for still, seventy-five. Still, yeah, he does look really. He does look really good for seventy-five. And he looks. That's all those stunts that he did. Yeah, he looks like incredibly like unchanged. From when he was young. I don't know. Like, look at these side-by-side pictures of him. It's like, crazy. Probably when he's, like, in his 30s to now his 60s. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah. Harrison Ford. I want to look that good when I'm that old, basically. Um, so, yeah. I watched, so, I watched those. And then I uh, got caught up on Westworld. Mm. So, I kind of, like, was in... I, like, I need to catch up on that. Yeah. I was in, like, a weird state of flux with Westworld. Because, like, I had, like the first episode I saw was... The first episode of season two. So I yeah, you're like ten minutes in. Completely lost. Yeah, and actually, you can come in like the second season and like see it and be like, oh, like I get what's going on. 
But like after going back and watching the first season, I'm just like understanding so much yeah. more oh, like sure. things. I've, yeah, because I think I've watched the first three episodes of that. I did that when my brother was in town. We watched them. Um, I just haven't cared to get on. I, I probably should go finish them this week or something. You should. I think it's. Pre- I heard it's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah, it's got a really good intro. I love that intro. Oh yeah, no, the intro is really good. Um, I'm a sucker for good intros. And the music is the same guy who does Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, and one of the things I like about it is, like, they take pop tunes and write it for, like, the player oh. piano and stuff. Um, and, like, Fade to Black. Uh, uh, or, no, Paint it Black, sorry. Yeah. Not Metallica. Rolling Stones. Uh, is used a couple of times, like, to signify, like, one thing. Like, and it's just, like, the way they changed the music, I thought, was no, really cool. No, the music's really cool. cool. And I, what reminded me of the music is actually how they did that in... Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they totally. got like all modern music and then did like the barbershop quartet like, style like, and barbershop quartet singing uh, and like the, you know, the organ <sighs> like stuff like that or like harpsichord sounding kind of. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a organ version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun from Bioshock Infinite that I absolutely love. Yeah, I love when it's like. That. And like I actually like I like really became a fan of the song after he, like listening to that because I'm like oh yeah like that's rad mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a cool song yeah that's awesome trying to catch up on that too it's it's a good show it, it is I really enjoy I do, it uh, I do have my brother's HBO account so I can just sign out I there. haven't seen the most recent episode um, but I'm excited to see where it goes because like a couple of like my favorite characters have come back. Mm. Like the fa- like last couple of episodes, so I'm really excited about that. Nice, yeah. Cool. Well, speaking of Harrison Ford, please tell me. I saw Solo. You did. I did. When like, did you see Solo? Uh, yesterday. Well, fuck you too. Jardine just texted me. I didn't like out of the blue. Like I didn't want to see Solo. I don't know. Assholes. Sorry. No, it's probably fine. I probably wouldn't have gotten anyways. Oh, I thought it was like it's like a it wasn't like a day or two head notice like what we do when we get movies so you can actually kind of plan around it. It was like, hey, you want to go see Solo in like two hours? I'm I don't I think I'm open Tuesday. I might go this week. I meant to go last week, but eh. I liked what, it. What, what did you think of Solo? I thought it was great. Okay, like really, like to be honest, like I Jardine loved it. And Alexis was with us as well, and we all thought it was a good movie. Okay. And I don't know why it's getting so much hate right now in the box office and like in critics and stuff. I mean, I think I think all Star Wars movies should be critically uh, like ripped apart because they're terrible. But um, you know, there's. I mean, you take this. Obviously, it's not the best Star Wars movie there is. It, obviously, the the best are still like. You know, arguably the the first the Empire original. Strikes Back. Yeah, obviously Empire still I think regarded as the best one, but like the first the first original trilogies and then the new, uh, the new trilogies, episode seven and eight so far, you know, regarded as the better Star Wars. But yeah, in terms of like comparing them to like one, two, three. Yeah, I mean comparing them to each other, it's hard to do that because like they're all pretty good. Yeah. Except one, one and two. Yeah, three's actually I kind of like three. I, 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 three I think's okay movie. I thought uh, the cl- or Attack of the Clones yeah. was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. And actually, so the Phantom Menace was really bad because like a, a half of it was pod racing, which yeah. I thought was unexciting and dumb. Uh huh. Um, but like the second one, like the, I don't know, the Clone Wars has had like like so much potential and. 
But they it cast, was so bad. But they talked about sand. Yes. I don't like sand. <laughs> it's coarse, and it gets everywhere. Coarse and cold. I don't really remember. I don't either. George Lucas, do not write scripts for any other movie, please. Uh, so Solo, I thought it was really good. I mean, okay. And actually, like, watching it, I'm like, I actually want to go back and watch the, the original three. Yeah. Because of this, and it, because it, it's, spoiler, like, I don't know if it's really a spoiler alert. You know, like, I don't know, in, like, the original, he always talks about doing, like, the Kessel Run and 12 Parsecs. Right. This is, that's what this movie is. Okay, yeah. It is. So this is, is this, in, like, linear fashion, is this pre or post Rogue One? I think it's pre, like, just before Rogue One. Okay. I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know exactly where it falls on. It's obviously before I would say within like within ten years of Rogue One. Okay. Cause he I think at the point he's probably like in his twenties. They don't really give a definite of like how old he is. So I'm assuming obviously in like a new hope he's in his like early thirties or maybe late later twenties. I don't know how Yeah, I don't the know. age they have uh Han Solo in that movie, so I don't really can't it's hard to judge it on that and it sounds like this movie, the Boba Fett movie, and the Kenobi movie are all going to be kind of tied together, but okay. like they're not a trilogy, but like all of them are going to be kind of... Right, well, they're, I mean, they're all kind of tied together. Yeah, right? anyways, it's all the Star Wars universe, but these ones are actually going to have like, the storylines, I think, are going to be more like connected. Than... Kind of doing like what the Marvel Universe does. Yeah, so I think that's what these next three standalone... Obviously, this one, I think the next one is the Boba Fett or the Kenobi. I don't know which one's next. Which I don't know if you heard that. No. Ewan McGregor's coming back as Obi Wan, baby. Oh, cool. Between Whatever. between the period of uh, um, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith and uh, New Hope. Right. So that period of time, when right. he becomes an old man in the desert. So yeah, I I mean I recommend going to see the movie if you like Star Wars movies. I don't think you're going to dislike it. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, take it for what it is. Like, it, the visuals are good. The acting's fine. I mean, I know they had a lot of complaints about this guy playing Han. Is like he wasn't a seasoned actor, and he doesn't. He's not a good actor. I mean, he did it fine. The job was okay. It's you compare him to Harrison Ford in the first Star Wars, and it's, See, Harrison it's Ford, miles. Nah. I thought Harrison Ford was fine in the first Star Wars. It's just I thought uh, Mark, Hamill, Mark was Hamill was terrible. Yeah, Mark Hamill was bad, but there's some there's some like hard rough parts with Harrison Ford in, the, in A New Hope. So like you take this movie, you're like oh it makes it, it just kind of makes sense. It's funny. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. It was a good movie. Ron Howard did a good job. Do we have another Star Wars coming out this year? Yeah, I think it's Episode Nine in December. You're right. Yep. Um, I forget what it's called. I don't know. I lost track. Um, so that's, I yeah, just that's don't actually care. There's anymore. so many Star Wars movies. I'm almost getting a little overwhelmed. And then you, I'm sure you heard about you know the, the creators of Game of Thrones are doing their own Star Wars movie now. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I don't know. There's just so much going on. And then I'll, Ryan Johnson, who did Episode 8, is now doing his, the trilogy after Episode 9, 10, 11, 12. There's so many. Yeah, whatever. There's too uh, much Star Wars. Too much Star Wars. But the better movie I did see recently was Deadpool 2. Yeah, I saw Deadpool. Um, I liked it. It was funny. Um, whatever. I mean, it's it's a Deadpool movie. It's, it's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, ridiculous. Uh, a lot of dick jokes. A lot of dick jokes. Um, Just uh, even a no. The the dubstep jokes I, were the ones that really landed on me. Oh, I'm sure they did. I love dubstep because I like I went through a little bit of a dubstep phase. 
and then realized how terrible it was. So I used to do this thing <laughs> when I was uh, like, when I was like maybe a sophomore in college, the first time around, we would have, we would like rent out study rooms and we would go study for like music history courses and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I would bring like my laptops and stuff and I would uh, go through and take like uh, Disney show tunes and I would dubstepify them. Oh my gosh. And so like you would hear like Mickey Mouse like singing and then Whoa! <laughs> and I like I did that for a long time. Oh my gosh. Music school. Is that what happens when you're locked in a small room by yourself? All the time, yes. Mm. You make uh, Disney dubstep. Disney dubstep. Let's get down to <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, video games. Uh, have you played anything? So, obviously, I'm still playing a little bit of Siege with Jesse. Of course. Obviously. I've been playing a lot of Civ Five lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like just my, by yourself? or My brother and I have started a game, but I've done a couple of games by myself. Okay. I'm just in that kick where I just want to kind of just sit there and just click next turn, next turn, next turn for ten hours straight. I get that, yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. I actually have a really good game going on now. I went, I just decided to go completely, like... Switzerland on it and not like get in the war with anyone be friendly with everyone and I'm just gonna beat them all with culture Wow, just to, just to have them all absorb. Are you me. even American anymore? Like that's the most Canadian thing you've ever said. I'm actually Pocatello of the Shoshone So it's like I'm a I'm a Native American. Uh, oh, no, you're not we we do not believe that Indigenous peoples. We don't believe that you are Native American. Oh, I'm not yeah. um well, but one one was funny on that was like I was just there and all of a sudden it's like, you've annexed a city. I'm like, what? I wasn't. I'm not at war with anyone. <laughs> and then I got a Saint Petersburg from Russia because her city revolted and joined my my civ. Yeah, that's good. So I now, like that. So I like my civ over here and then across the ocean in the middle of her like all of her stuff is my another one of my cities. I'm I'm waiting. I'm like like I feel sometimes that civ is just a little too realistic. Um. Like, I would immediately go in and just, like, uh, start a trade war with everybody I could and be like, I'm America, because this is what we do in America. Uh, eh, it's kind of hard to do that, though. The personalities <laughs> on that game, it's, it, it can be tough sometimes. But yeah, yeah I've been playing that, and then my, my brother and I have been doing the game as well, just the two of us, so. Cool. That's fun. And then, yeah, we did play the new Sea of Thieves expansion. Yes, before we get to Sea of Thieves, I just want to say, like, I did play some Overwatch. Yeah, what you, yeah. Um, I've started the new ranked season. Uh, I haven't played Overwatch in a long time. So it's the anniversary event right now. Ah. Um, and so I'm, like, I think there's a sale if you want to get on board. But, uh, like, I went through and all of the previously, like, locked items that were, like, cosmetic items... That are locked after like each event are all unlocked right now. Oh, really? And they're super cheap. Wow. So I have like I'm gonna go through and like my biggest regret about switching from like PlayStation to PC. We lost everything. I lost all my dances. Yeah. Like I, that's like the only thing I care about. I, was, I had some. We, like, I was with you on that. We had so much stuff on PlayStation because that's what we played for about on it for a year. Right. And well, and so the dances like I really got into like trying to get them and like I remember like like the last night I bought like. Like thirty bucks worth of loot boxes because yeah, I wanted all the dances. I didn't get them all, but I had to like call it quits. Um, and so when I then I like shortly after I switched over to PC. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like all of them are like two hundred and fifty points, uh, which 
is like usually like one of those is like a thousand um and so like i'm gonna go through and get all the ones i want because i have a ton of points built up um just from playing uh so yeah that is uh overwatch they uh i think the league is starting to wrap down um i i stopped following it a little bit i need to like kind of get back on board and see what's happening um but i just hit a couple the blurb on there is this, uh, mostly it was this player is now a racist that kicked off the team or this right, player they're, they're this all player racist. is now assaults women so he's kicked off the team it's like welcome to esports I'm, I'm welcome like, to oh, the video game community I'm like, oh my gosh what's going on right now uh it is the video game community uh, yeah so i uh i looked at what it would cost to go to new york to see the finals so I thought it was such a strange thing because they're like all the games are in LA and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to do this at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And I'm like, what the fuck is that about? Uh, because it, like going to LA is doable for you, yeah. for me. Like New York is like doable, but like I have to plan ahead. And so by now, like the tickets are sold out. It doesn't help the PAX West tickets went on sale like just a few days ago. How many past days did you buy? I bought all of them. I bought oh, uh, I bought four days. Wow! So I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, I don't know if I'm driving yet or not. I've got my Airbnb. It's a little bit farther than my last one was, but it should still be a pretty decent Uber ride. And I mean, transportation down there is not hard to find. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to drive up yet. <laughs> Wasn't that last year when your car? So that was the international that oh, my car okay. took a shit on me because I drove my mom's car last year because I begged her to let me take her car. So I'm going to beg her again. Um, if not, I'll just fly. It's it's such an easy flight. It's like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's quick. <laughs> the flight to Seattle and Boise. Or Versus the eight-hour drive. Yeah, I've, I've done that flight a couple times. It's not so yes, bad. Yes, I have as well. Uh, more connecting, but... Uh, and I've done that drive a couple times. And it's yeah. not fun. It's not. It's not a terrible drive. I like that drive, like parts of it, mm-hmm. um, but only when your car's reliable. <laughs> because like coming home last year, which I don't know, you, you can find that on a podcast somewhere where I explain that. Uh, like that was really super shitty, uh, and I just don't want to go through that again. But I don't know. So now that I've kind of decided, I'm not going to see the Overwatch finals. Um, I still want to make one more trip this summer, so maybe Evo. Um, Evo was kind of my plan originally. I think I'm going to take a break from the international. Um, well, that might be in Vancouver anyways, right? It is in Vancouver. Okay, it is. Yeah, which would be fine, whatever. It's an hour north of Seattle. Uh, so I'd fly to Seattle and then just, like, bus out or something. I think there's a train that goes straight there. Probably. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. I might go to Evo. It's in Vegas. Um, that's the only downside is like, like I feel weird about Airbnb in Vegas because all this stuff like you do in Vegas is on the strip. Um, when you go to something like this, mm-hmm. uh, and like you don't Airbnb on the strip, right? Like that is like the suburbs around Las Vegas. Yeah. Cause there's probably no place to Airbnb on the strip. Right. And I don't think like, like they're like, bus system or train system or anything is it like nearly as robust i don't really have one i, right. I, don't, imagine they do. I don't really know it too well i'm sure they do but 
Um, they, I, uh, yeah, they do. Because I think last time I was there, they had like buses and shuttles. And but I could like go for like three days or two days or something and stay at the Luxor for cheap, whatever. Yeah, Luxor, Excalibur, Tropicana. They're all pretty. Hey, I don't need a nice hotel. They're all pretty. Like, to be honest, like, not, you don't need to stay at the MGM Grand or like you no, know, the I've, Encore or something. I've, I mean, I've I've stayed at one and two star hotels before. Um, just, just live a little. Stay in the where you find where you, there's blood, like on your bed sheets, and you're like, yeah, whatever. I'll take a shower in the morning. Uh, I think I'd die. Yeah, you'll be fine. I can handle that. I'll just take. I'll just take a room with the, the So the first thing is, is actually uh, when you find a hotel room like that, you take off the bedspread because bedspreads are the dirtiest part of the entire hotel room mm-hmm. because they can't be washed, right? Uh- uh, so they can't just get thrown in a washer. Brett's oh, like, like the like big com- comforters. Yeah, you're right. Okay, like those get dry cleaned and stuff. So like just like they are super dirty. But if you throw them off, like the other stuff does get washed. Maybe not great, but they do. Pro tip. There you go. Pro throw tip. off the big comforter. Pro tip for somebody who uh, cannot stay in good hotel rooms. Um, and has yeah. Never mind. Um, so yeah. That's just, uh, just Airbnb. That's like the sea of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, we did. We played The Hungering Deep, which is their uh, first and most recent expansion. Uh, and what did you think of it? Just same as... It's more of the same... Uh, you talk to someone, go run over there, find something. No. Like, I, I enjoyed like the dialogue they have with like, the new guy, and like his yes. diaries were funny and stuff like that. Yeah, so basically you like you have to talk to a stranger in one of the towns. He tells you to go find this guy who might have a lead on treasure or something. You go find him, and then he leads you on a treasure chase, um, or a treasure hunt or whatever, uh, to find like his old ship. Yeah, so like you're finding you're finding like parts of his diary, at, right? And, and he like so usually it's like there's like one story that pertains to the thing, and then there's like a funny story in there every time. Right. And I, honestly, they're 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 pretty funny. No, good. I thought I I thought the that was the writing and stuff was good. Um, and we we're being all we we're just being funny, like reading them out loud to each other and stuff. It was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that but, was fun. Um, I mean, it was more of Sea of Thieves, right? You're just kind of sailing around, sail around, just kind of. To your finder island and sail there, and yeah, I wonder, like, so uh, yell at each other. At least, while like, we're like Captain! <laughs> at least one member of our team wanted to get done with, like, then and be done with it. Oh yeah. So like, we kind of just read a guide. <laughs> yeah, we did everything up to to where you summon the megalodon. Right, and so that's the thing about this. So the hungry deep, like, after like he gives you a prize that then helps summon a a something right and it's like a megalodon i think it's like it's like a weird megalodon thing okay but you need like five it's i whatever you need five or more people right which you only can have four people in a in a crew so you obviously got to like be with another crew to to summon it which i think is a really fascinating uh like thing because like never in this game have i ever really wanted to pair up with somebody with some random crew. because like, every time we've tried i feel like we've just gotten shot in the back well yeah it just turns out to be like yeah like, like i'm hiding on their boat i'm stealing their treasure kind of thing Stupid but that's the part that makes see if these great yeah for like sure. i'm i'm all for like putting new content in there because it just throws you back in that world where you can just dick around and have fun with your friends and whatnot 
Yeah. I mean, there's not much else to the game, unfortunately. There's, not really. <clears throat> they added a little bit of customization. You can like edit your sails now and yeah. put your flag on it and stuff. And I don't know, new songs are in the game. Yeah, and I'm actually so I'm waiting for the sales to become like completely customizable, so you can like upload like a JPEG or yeah, something. Yeah, and then there'll be penises all over the the ocean. Uh, that and like uh, the Ugandan knuckles. Oh, do you know do we? And like all oh, those, if you like, can name your boat too. All those really stupid memes. Oh. Basically, the VR chat of sailing games mm-hmm. is what I want out of Sea of Thieves. Okay, yeah, that should be fun. No, no, not good. Yeah, don't don't ever give like people on the internet creative control over anything. Absolutely not. Like you give them parameters that they can work in, but no, don't give them complete control. They will always find a way to make a dick. That's true. People yeah. will do it. Oh, so uh, yeah. So that was kind of Sea of Thieves. Uh, I feel like it hasn't changed much, but I, I started know. playing it with a controller. Is that better? I, I kind of, uh, because the uh, you can tell like the wheels and stuff, like the item wheel stuff were kind it's of so made, better for a controller. Were made for a controller, yeah. and that's kind of why I started doing this. Like I don't need the precision of aiming or anything. Um, so I, like, yeah, I thought it was fine. And- I guess they did change a few things. You can they upgraded the uh, the sensitivity when you're aiming down sights with weapons, which is like like a much appreciated. Because like the sniper was so bad, because it was like you would look, you could look quickly, and then when you go down your scope, it was like you're moving so slow. Yeah, you couldn't like you could if a target was past you, you literally couldn't catch up to snipe them. So they fixed all that, and that's good. And so I we didn't unfortunately we didn't really get into much combat. No, we didn't we didn't fight anybody. My game crashed like three times. Yeah, I don't know what that's up about. Um, I'm kind of thinking it's just the AM- AMD. Your graphics card. Just the, what the way the AMD is, because all you guys are on NVIDIA's, so I'm just thinking, what else would it be? Because I think, because uh, Jesse was saying Christian has difficulty with Destiny, because he's on an AMD. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it's probably, <clears throat> I, I, I'm sure it's a conflict, like a conflict of driver. I don't know what stuff. it is. I updated the driver, I got all that stuff going. So yeah, you might want to try rolling it back. I did roll it back. I updated it like that. So like it crashed. I updated it. It crashed again. I rolled it back, and then it worked the rest of the night. So I don't know what the deal was. Yeah. So just leave it rolled back. Whatever. So who? Yeah. Because I then I like I like googled like the best thing, and it's like recommended is this one. Like that's what I just upgraded from. So I went back to it. Yeah. Whatever. Graphics card. So it's funny though. Like that's the game that like it crashes on, and like I have no problem with most of the other games I play. Like, I yeah. played some Siege on there, too. No problems at all. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just a different thing. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the graphics card. Sometimes it's just, it's just the, like, a conflict. The way like, the game talks to but, the Yeah, between the game and the graphics card. So, yeah. Hopefully more... Because that was, like, the the first expansion they, they said, but it wasn't much to it. I think that they, right. the next one is, like, the big one. Yeah, I'm like, the next one, I think, is supposed to be more robust. Yeah. I think this one was just kind of, like, a quick, like, here's your three-month... Not even three months. When did the game come out? February, I guess. So it has been three months. So yeah, it's been three months. Here's your three month pa- like thing for yeah. you to keep you interested for now. Yeah, it got me thinking and like kind of like hungering for No Man's Sky, because like No Man's Sky, it, like I think it's July is coming out with like full fledged multiplayer, mm-hmm. uh, and so like I kind of want to explore that world with friends now. Now that I've like played more Sea of Thieves and kind of found the enjoyment out of it. 
because it and No Man's Sky are common in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't get stuck on an island in No Man <laughs> or in uh, Sea of Thieves. Yeah, and with the when the atmosphere kills you and you and eats through your suit. <laughs> right, and then your save state is there, and you just keep dying over and over again. <sighs> yeah, it's life. Yes, it's like a. It's a good. It's a good it's, analogy of life. All right. Uh, anything else you played? Uh, really, I don't like. I don't think I have played anything. Well, that's honest. that's basically it for me. I know. I've really been playing bunch games lately. You bastard. I know. It's actually like summery outside, so I like go do things sometimes. Yeah. I know. Weird. Yeah, there's no, there's no need to do that. Well, anyways, uh, well, cool. With that, uh, let's take a break and be back with news. We're back, uh, so we're going to get into some news. So since we haven't recorded a podcast in like a month, uh, there has been a lot of stuff, but we kind of narrowed it down to the things that we find uh, that we're interested in or are excited in um, slash think are interesting, whatever. Or what um, we think people might think is interesting. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Well, I do, okay? <laughs> Good. I care about our listeners. Uh, All small half. Listeners. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Keaton. Yes, thank you. Directly <laughs> to you. Um, so, uh, I think one of the big news stories uh, from this. This came out, was, like, it, was this month? last week or? No, I it's think it's two been weeks longer now. than that, yeah. Um, so, why don't you go ahead with this? Uh, this first news story. All right. Uh, Cliff Blazinski steps away from games, says Boss Key Productions is no more. Correct. Cliffy B done. Cliffy B has stepped away from video games and closed Boss Key. So, the article here is game designer Cliff Blazinski, co-founder of Boss Key Productions, and a major force behind the development of Gears of War franchise, is stepping back from games to focus on himself and his family, which, quote, really means our games didn't do well. So I'm, well, I think that's part of it. And yeah, um, yeah. So in a statement yeah. he posted on Twitter, Blazinski and that. Uh, said that Bosky is effectively effectively no more. Uh, so, quote, four, four years ago I set out to make a world-class video game studio and I hired some of the best talent in the video game industry, he wrote. They worked tirelessly to produce quality products and while we had our ups and downs, I'd like to think that we had fun doing it. Lawbreakers was a great game, but that unfortunately failed to gain traction and in a last-ditch attempt, he scrambled to take our, uh, scrambled to do our take on a huge battle royale genre with Radical Heights, which was well-received, however, it was too little too late. Blazinski continued saying that he planned on stepping back from development for a time to spend more energy with his family and a sick pet. Oh, it's all about the pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote again, a video games will forever be a part of who I am and I hope to make something new again someday, he said. However, I need to withdraw and take this time. Uh, Boski created a high concept multiplayer shooter Lawbreakers, which was poorly received. Yeah, we covered all that. And, to be honest, I'm not surprised at all this. I mean, I am. I know we because we, we talked about obviously Lawbreakers failing in like the shadow of really Overwatch and I guess kind of Siege and yeah. And I mean, it was a very different game. I think like it's more of you, a quakey game, but yeah. It's still... If you had played uh, Lawbreakers, like I think it played fine. It didn't grab me like personally, but I thought like it was a fine playing game. 
Uh, it was just such a heavily crowded market at that time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people just aren't into those kind of like fast moving, uh, like overly, like over the top shooters like unreal, they were. Like unreal tournament style. Right, unreal, yeah. um, quake, that kind of game. I just think like people are more into like kind of deliberate yeah, the new, the new quake things, never like, took off either. Well, the new Quake uh, Quake Champions, Champions yeah. is still in beta. Is it still? Um, okay. Yes. And but if you go in and like launch it, like there are there is a dedicated group of people who play yeah. a lot of that game. Um but it is still like it will take you at least 5 minutes to find a match. Mm -hmm. Um it is just not that popular. I I just feel like people like that they I don't know. It's weird because, like, I think, like, Battle Royales have kind of thrown shooters in such a different direction. And that's, like, people are kind of looking for that right now. That, uh, like I said, that kind of slow, deliberate, uh, meaningful gameplay. The methodical kind of, not right. Twitch reaction, but, like, your, you plan your how it all works. And obviously they saw that at Boss Key and went to Radical Heights. But, as they said, too little, too late. Yeah. Fortnite and PUBG already dominated the market. And there was just no room for really other, or I mean. Well, I think there probably there is, is, but, but there, it, there needs to be something that, like, it changes that genre in, like, Cause a I, different you, way. Because I never played Radical Heights, but you did, and it's, like, the, game, the game show yeah, style. It, it is. It's a game show, and, like, it's kind of, like, 80s, and, like, uh, you ride BMX bikes around and stuff. And, like, I enjoyed it. I just don't really have the time or like driving me to play another battle royale right now uh, that That's isn't great. offering something incredibly different. I think like if a group of my friends wanted to go play like the Darwin Project or something, I feel like I would do that because like that offers something else. Like it is another take on a battle royale, but like just having something that plays the same as these other games just doesn't really make sense to me. So I did the Daisy, or was it H one Z one? I don't know. It's H one Z one. The car, the battle royale car game. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Auto Royale or Auto, whatever. That was kind of fun. Well, back to H one Z one is now available on PlayStation. Mm. So yeah, right. So whatever. I'm I'm not gonna. No, I won't it. either. Um, I'm I'm battle royale out right now. Um, I kind of am too at the moment. I haven't touched PUBG in probably like two months. Yeah, I I want to I want to play some PUBG, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, just, know, like, it's, I I've missed a lot of updates and stuff, and I just like there's there's part of me that just kind of wants to sit down and relax when I play a game, um, and I need to find a game to do that with. Um, and maybe that's where like Detroit comes in. Like maybe yeah, right. like it's not a like super relaxing game. Like the situations are high tense or something, but like it's like less on my reaction. Like there is a reaction time element of it, um, kind of like what Until Dawn does. Um, well, I mean, it's like heavy rain and stuff. Right, exactly. It, so. uh, it's basically heavy rain part two, or Beyond Two Souls, wherever that one was. Yeah. So I don't know. By the way, that one's I heard it's been getting pretty good reviews. Yeah, I think it's doing just fine. Um, but yeah, I think like the people that are leaving Boss Key, like I, it's in the same town as Epic. A well, lot of we, them previously we, worked at Epic. We even did a, a like on one of our shows a while ago, and a lot of people from Boss Key were going back to Epic. Yeah, I think, like, right, because he kind of came out and called out Epic for stealing his developers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think, like, a lot of the people that are, like, leaving Bosky now, 
they have jobs at Epic. Um, it'll probably be fine for them. But it's just another like indie uh, game studio that goes down. And it's kind of been interesting watching like Cliffy B's Twitter account recently um, because he keeps on like posting screenshots, uh, like concept artwork and stuff from the games that he wanted to do. Yeah. And like, and I, it's just kind of fascinating to like see those things and be like, well, like maybe some of these like more outlandish things that you're like thinking about, maybe have been a better choice than to enter a super saturated uh, market mm-hmm. uh, like of this genre. But that's that's the gamble to take, though. Oh yeah, totally. Um, like, do you do a, the safer bet and do what's popular right now, or do you try to do something else? Obviously, it didn't work out for him. Um, but speaking about Royale's and new games coming out, Black Ops Four. Yes, Black Ops Four did confirm that it will have a battle royale mode called Blackout. Yes, and no single player campaign. No single player campaign. But thank God, there's zombies. There's and not just it's going to launch first time in history of Call of Duty three zombie maps. I don't care. No, I don't I either. Care less about a zombies mode. So we we speculated. We read like a speculative thing a while, like a month or so ago, about. The possible possibility of Black Ops not having a single player campaign, and it's and then we kind of expressed the idea like it's probably supplemented by a battle royale. Uh-huh. And it turns out that's 100% true. No campaign, it's a battle royale. But what's interesting is how they're marketing this. I don't even have this on here, I just thought of it. They're uh, marketing Black Ops like centering around those characters, like it's gonna be a story, but then it's not. I don't know, it's different. But I think those characters, and it's kind of actually similar to what Ryan made, but Battlefield is going to be doing is you'll be able to you'll be leveling up the, the characters differently i don't know it's weird and i watched the gameplay that they did and it looks like destiny now so i i have not played black ops 4 because i am uh not black a game ops. journalist from a big thing but yeah. game journalists out there have played black ops 4 um or parts of it and the theory that maybe they were working on a single-player game and then realized that it wasn't going to come together and just kind of threw in as much as they could to make something else work really starts to make sense because, I, like, from what I know about this game, it's like it could have been, like, any title in the Call of Duty franchise, like, there is no reason it's a Black Ops game. Mm-hmm. And so, I well, feel like they were just like, okay, like, we have to have a franchise to put this like, like, project onto. To sell it. And they're like, oh, well, why don't we just do Black Ops 4? Because what was um, interesting, the first teaser for Black Ops, it actually showed a lot of the campaigns from the first three Black Ops in the teaser, and then, the, and then actually gets announced that there's no campaign, and so everyone's like, why the, Why was that the teaser then? And I guess it kind of makes sense that maybe they just, like, didn't... It wasn't finished or whatever, or they knew they weren't going to get it done in time and just pulled it. Yeah, just pulled that whole single-player thing and threw all the assets and stuff that they could into a zombies mode. Yeah. Which would make sense zombies why they have Zombies and the Battle Royale. Because they could just take those existing, like, missions, just kind of block them off and make them zombie maps. True. It, it's it's kind of a theory, speculation going around. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it does 
because I think that's going to shape Call of Duty for the future. Because if they sell a crap out of this game and nobody cares that they didn't uh, attach the a single player, like what is it that is going to make them want to continue investing in single player? Like for me, like that's the reason I come to Call of Duty is, is because I enjoy I those en- campaigns. See, I enjoy the campaigns in Call of Duty, and I I'm not a huge fan of honestly the multiplayer anymore. Yeah. I used to be when that was like the thing back in you know. Like modern, modern Warfare, Warfare. for the you know World of War Modern Warfare two days, but now it's just like it's just I don't know, out of control. But no, don't worry, no jetpacks. It's all boots on the ground. Right, uh, our, our good friend boots on the ground. Yes, did did you watch that whole press conference? Thing? I didn't. know. I can. Oh my I god, didn't want it's, to sit through it. It's it's gross. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because it's it's like they just bring a bunch of people together. They're probably like streamers and like whatever some youtube influencers yes youtube influencers exactly and because every time they say like uh oh black ops 4 is going to have three zombie maps everybody's like oh yeah and like screaming and then like they'll like go and there's no single player campaign and they'll scream like all this stuff and it's like they can't do anything wrong and so it's like it's amazing watching them like throw themselves under the bus yeah because they're like we heard you about Black Ops 3, and you didn't want the grappling hook. There's no grappling hook. Ah, Like, what the fuck is happening? That, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that all plays out. I'm sure we'll see more like probably game, gameplay at E3. Uh, probably during the so. PlayStation's press conference, which I'm a little upset about, that they're going to give time to Call of Duty. Well, I don't know. I, I thought Activision was doing a... Are they doing one this year? I don't think they're usually part of... Uh, Last couple of years, Call of Duty has been part of PlayStation Showcase because oh. they do that. They they now have the deal with Activision. Sony does. Yeah, I don't know. But in the wake of that being announced, Battlefield Five has been announced. Before that, have you, have you? So you haven't opened up the BattleNet launcher yet? No. Like in a long time. Uh, Black Ops Four is on there. Is it really? It is. So yeah, it's uh, because it like has like the Blizzard games, right? Yeah. And like there's like a ton of space dedicated to each Blizzard game, and then it says Activision, and there's like Destiny and like Black Ops Four now, Interesting. and they're like super small. And by the way, the fact that there's just four ones is the stupidest shit I've ever seen because four in Roman numerals is IV. Is it really four ones? Yes. Oh my. It is Black Ops Four, and it has just like so it's just like three and two and one. But with just one more... So no, it's not, it's not IV. It's just one mortality. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. But yes, uh, so Battlefield 5... Battlefield 5 got introduced. Got announced as well. And they... I, I kind of did this. It's a really wordy article. I'm just going to kind of pick and choose things. So they're going yes. back to World War II. Yay. And cool, whatever. I'm fine with that. We haven't had a World War II game for Battlefield in a while. Yeah, whatever. So that's fine. Obviously, the World War I was okay. But this one looks hopefully better. Uh, so I, I kind of did this article like six ways Battlefield Ch- Five is going to change the traditional gameplay. Whatever. Yes, this is a Polygon article, right? Uh, yes. So I think the first one says the company, and it's going to do kind of what I was briefly explaining with the Black Ops is you will have a character that you will customize for each class, and then that character is what levels up. Right. So every time uh, you pick, I don't know. So that character is well, that character is what levels up. So you'll always be playing as that character. When you pick that class instead of just some generic soldier, which I think kind of fine, it kind of gives a little more you know customizable closeness thing. Who knows? Um, so obviously the weapon kits and uh, vehicles will be with the company as well. So whatever stuff you stick with that person, that's what they'll have every time. Uh, 
new game modes. So this is actually what I was really most excited about, especially because the after hearing the Black Ops Four news, is that Battlefield Five will return with the War Stories mode for the single player campaign that Battlefield One did. And I thought they did it as a, a great job. I know you haven't played it yet, Which or, one? at all. Battlefield One. Um, no, I haven't. Touched so it. like the War Story, the beta, yeah, but... the War Story mode was. Instead of one long campaign that's like, you know, six, seven hours where, like, you run around and the most dramatic stuff happens. You're right. flying out of buildings and, you know, do-do-do-do-do, all that stuff's going on in Battlefield. It's, they're a lot more simple and it's, I, I found them, there was like five different separate campaigns that were so much more engaging. Um, they're only ran about an hour to three, maybe, hours, so, like, I think there was actually more there for you and... I really enjoyed that because I didn't feel like I was like being like had to be like drugged through this to get to the end of the story. Just like it was like a mission and you're done and then you move on. And I thought it was a really good thing, so I'm kind of glad that that's what they're bringing back here. And it's a really good way to introduce story. I know you, I I really recommend you go back and doing that because like one was like from this point of view of the old man telling the story of what he did when he was young and stuff like that. It's super cool. So then they also introduce, so they'll probably get all the new, all the game modes with like normal rush, conquest, all that good right. stuff. But it says they're going to introduce two modes, combined arms, which will feature teams up to four players, all playing cooperatively, and then grand operations will be a massive multi-match engagement that tells the story of a lengthy multi-day battle with 64 players. The outcome of each match will have an impact on gameplay in the next successive match, and in some situations can even conclude with a brutal sudden death playoff. So that's similar to what they did in Battlefield 1 with the operations. I think it's just going to be like the next step. It's going to... Because those were, operations are awesome. Because like, if you were the defenders and you held them off, it was over. You won. But if you are the attackers and you won, it pushed you another map. And if you won, it pushed another map. And honestly, the battle could literally last like four hours. Like one multiplayer game. And you'd be walking out with you know 200 plus kills. And, yeah. And like you, it actually kind of does feel like an actual like war. And I, that, that was what was, was super cool with... I thought about this. Um, not going to touch on much on this, but squad mechanics are going to be quite changed uh, of how they're going to how you can spawn because I don't think you're going to be able to spawn off your spawn leader anymore because they said that's just unrealistic. Just have someone there and all of a sudden you just appear next to your spawn leader. Your uh, yes, because realism is the I know. important part. I think that's kind of what they're going with. Uh, so yeah, you'll have less less ammo with you, so you're going to have to really rely on your teammates to provide you ammo. Um, healing, I think you only can heal with medkits now. You don't just heal over time anymore. Yes. So it's really, really going to rely on like teamwork, which I'm actually like that's like super cool to me that because there are all those people that just like don't really care. Like they'll run like the ammo guy and then never throw ammo down when you ask for it. It's like it's requires you to actually like you know play with a squad that's like good with or like you know force you to like be a good teammate, or you can just troll the shit out of people and not help them at all. Right. There's that too. You know. Uh so of course they're gonna have the destructible environments, and apparently there's like, but there's new building, um, thing you can build fortifications that obviously can be destroyed. So right, hopefully it's Fortnite. Well, I think I've, it is. It's just Fortnite, yeah. Uh, Fortnite's taking over. So yeah, there's like a toolkit that you can use to like build stuff, like with sandbags and camouflage netting, gun encampment, stuff like that. So minimal building that might like give you the edge right at that moment to win, like the out, the, uh, whatever you're doing. Fend off the squad or like you know hold out long enough for like the game to end. Who knows? Uh, and on this, this is the new thing that kind of was interesting is an ongoing story is what they said. So 
At launch, Battlefield 5 multiplayer will begin by exploring the earliest parts of World War II, but new battlefields and new fronts will open up over time, just as World War II expanded and changed. So too will the multiplayer experience of Battlefield 5. DICE referred to this uh, to that system as Tides of War. Uh, what it will do is give players the sense of momentum and a reason to stick with the game over time. Certain cosmetic items, such as vehicles, weapon components, and component uh, skins, will only be available at certain times. As the tide of wars roll over, you'll be able to prove that you were there at a pivotal, pivotal engagement based on the items that your soldier wears in a combat. So, it's right. it's it's going to keep players playing, and it's so and the game won't get old. I think over time that was because that was the biggest problem with Battlefield One. It was fun for like the first thirty levels, and then it was just got boring. And I, I think all of us felt that way when we played it. It was we we played it for probably 10, 15, 20 hours, yeah. and then just I, I haven't touched it in a year. Yeah, because it just it just got boring. And of course, they're up, updated, you know, gunplay and movement and stuff right. like that. So I uh, I think the, the the important thing is is that there's no loot boxes, correct? Yes. So there's no season pass, no loot boxes. They're getting rid of all that stuff. I think I had it in here somewhere. Yeah, there will be no premium pass, which is what they're... So all the maps and expansions will be free. Right. And so, you know, you know, just as an aside, when they announced that there was going to be no uh, passes or anything, it was May 28th, Memorial Day. Oh. <laughs> they announced on Memorial Day that they're not going to have a season pass. Hmm. For their World War II game. <laughs> Interesting. I think that's, well, that's when they announced this, though, was Memorial Day, right? No, no it was, like, it was announced, that. like, the weekend before. So, I think, like, when they said Battlefield Five, it's not, not, I forget, they, I, they, say, they said something, it's not, it's not a V, it's not the official Battlefield Five game, it's gonna stand for something else. Whatever. I forget what they, what they said, though, I read that somewhere and I totally forgot now. Oh, well. So yeah, we'll look forward to that. Probably see that on E3's uh, press conference on Saturday morning. Indeed. EA's thing on E3. Yes, indeed. So uh, speaking of games that have been announced. Uh, this so, one kind of was just out of nowhere. It was super out of nowhere. So it's Bethesda so, doing Bethesda things. Right. So Bethesda on their Twitch channel uh, just started like live streaming this view of a pit boy like standing in front of a TV and like if the typical uh, the fallout like, screen, the please stand by thing that fa- all fallouts have had during like the loading screens, right? So everyone's like, oh, it's a fallout game. It's either gonna be like you know. So hold on, let's talk about this live stream first. Oh my gosh, it was first hilarious. Of all, so the live stream was it was, it was not a loop because it, and it was live. It was 20, just a pit boy. Like Twenty four hours, right? Yeah, just pit boy just chilling there. Like hundred and forty thousand people like at the like peak or whatever. I think it almost hit three hundred thousand at one point. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh and like every now and then like something stupid would happen, like somebody would walk through or something like that. The, the part I saw was like the pit boy was tucked in and like this little like puppet was like messing with them and stuff. Like someone did a hand puppet and was messing with the pit boy. It was just complete ridiculousness that Bethesda always I mean they're kind of known for trolling the fans, like with stuff like this. So, like, it was not a surprise that they did like some weird shit like that. Yeah, and so eventually, this led to an announcement of Fallout seventy six, uh, which will apparently be the newest Fallout game. And uh, there isn't too much, um, like that's known about the game. Uh, the trailer was a typical. Fallout teaser trailer. It with, starts with the radio. 
The radio starts playing. Some good old John Denver. It wasn't actually John Denver, but it wasn't. I mean, it's a John Denver like famous tune, but it's like so. It's it plays Country Roads, and so Country yeah. Roads uh, talks about West Virginia. Right? So that's people speculate it's West Virginia, right? Which but would I think, make sense. I think people like already went to like the lore and stuff. I think uh, Vault seventy six was in like in that area. So and uh, so I guess like people that know things about Fallout. It's that, like, uh, Vault 76 is, like, one of the, if not the first, like, commercially available Fallout vault. So, yeah, and if you're familiar with the, the Fallout story, all the vaults are, like, social experiments. Right, and so this but one Fallout was supposed to be the one the control. that, like, Right, this one was supposed to be the one that, like, opened first. It's supposed to open, a 20, like, 20 years after the bombs fell. Right. But actually, part of the story, it opens five years late. So that's kind of, I think, is going to be part of the story here. Um, and so, yeah, anyways, uh, so it, it might be a very different take on Fallout games because this will be, like, pre, like, It's the mutants. earliest. It's the earliest of Fallout games ever taken place. So it's, it'd be interesting to see how the world is going to be. How Like, I'm going to see, like, really primitive, like, with the creatures, and I bet it's going to make really big, scary stuff. Yeah, and so... Uh, Jason, I mean, I'm hoping. Jason Shire over at Polygon, or, no, sorry, uh, Kotaku, mm-hmm. um has has some sources who told him that it's going to be an online survival RPG um, kind of like Daisy or Rust. Yeah, in the vein of Daisy and Rust. Uh, which I think is kind of a fascinating take on it. Um, I, whatever. Uh, I think like if they're going to follow a Fallout story, then they kind of have to make it like like... If it's not going to be that, like, typical first-person bat shooter, all that crap. I have notes on this one. Okay, cool. Of what I want in the game. Okay. Um, then, I mean, it just has to be, like, who knows? Um, like, I don't know. Because if it's a big online survival thing, uh, then they have to account for having, like, a million people in this vault. So, people are speculating that the, the, the whatever server, whatever you're in, is going to be 500 people. Right. So that's what the that's what the vault occupant occupancy was was five hundred people. To me, that seems like a lot. But if they want to go grand, I mean, five hundred is a very grand scale to do. But I'm that that like that's the part I'm like kind of weird about. I don't know if they're gonna actually do five hundred people in the map, because then how does the vault play off? I don't know. It'd be kind of a weird. Like I feel like this game could be really really good, or just complete dog shit. Like I feel like, like it's not, it could be Fallout Three or it could be or Fallout, Fallout 4. Four. I mean, <laughs> I guess there's the 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 defining the line there, and not nothing like I don't know. I have I wrote some notes. I talked to a friend of ours, Justin, who's been on the show a couple times. Of course, of course, he has some stuff to say. So about me and this. him were like kind of going off like what this game needs to be if it wants to be successful, and like kind of the main stuff we're going off is um, it needs to be like a really gritty and dark game. Like that was my Which it'll issue. never will be. I know, but that was my issue with Fallout 4. It was, it was too happy and too bright. And They always are. But no, I mean, even compared to Fallout 3, Fallout 3 was dark and dismal. And like, you didn't want to be outside. I got depressed playing parts of that game. But like, Fallout 4, I had no problem. Like, I didn't feel like that at all. Okay. And so I, I, I kind of wanted to go like that. Like, you don't want to be outside at nighttime. Because it's, be, it's just, like, terrifying. And, like, there's be parts, like, I don't want to go in here. Because gonna, I'm going to freak out, like, going underground or whatever. Um, so, and then... They kind of do this in Fallout games. Like, the 4 was kind of that, but not really. It's like, your choices really need to matter, I think, is kind of where we came from. Like, stuff you need to do really needs to have an effect on you and your immediate people in the world around you. I think, like, 3 and, 
like that kind of style of game totally had that. I think mm-hmm. four they just pulled it for some god unknown. No, reason. four four I feel like was missing like half the game. Yeah. Um so game needs to be tough. If you're gonna be playing with multiplayer from other people, and it's gonna have to be hard. Yes. Yeah, I don't want I don't want you rolling with the squad of like four people and then just walking through the game super easily. And and on that side I said like uh it shouldn't be the typical leveling. I don't know how like they're going to handle the leveling system. I think it should be like a gear score kind of thing. How like God of War kind of did it is because I, cause I, if they don't do it like that, it's going to be like Fallout Four and everyone's just going to be using the best gun available. Yeah, but I want them like I want you well, like Fallout Four kind of has like gun crafting. But it, but even if you did the gun crafting, it's like if you wanted the best gun, it's always going to be the same. Like you didn't have like enough like customizable like oh like I don't know stuff like that. So. Map size needs to be huge. World needs to be brutal. I put that on here. Uh, and I was thinking, like, maybe, like, having level level by, like, radiation, I mean, not enemies. Like, you have to, like, upgrade your, like, suit and whatnot, and your, like, um, tolerance of radiation before you can, like, venture farther out into the world. Yeah. I feel like that'd be kind of a smarter way versus just, like, high-leveled enemies that are just bullet sponges that you just, like, sit there, like, and you and your teammates will shoot for 20 minutes and you finally kill them kind of thing. So I want, I want to have like the thing like God of War, like if you were like patient enough and stuff, you could beat the enemy, you know, but or it could just kill you in any second. I don't know, something like that. Uh, what else do I have? They're going to do a base building thing, obviously. I'm, I'm sure there will be a 100%. base building. 100%. Yeah. It just needs to be done better than how they did Fallout 4. Yeah. Fallout just, 4's was so bad. It just felt like tacked on. Yeah. And then it, it just was felt so bad, stuff like that. Um... The number of players in your squad scales the difficulty. I think that's kind of a normal thing in multiplayer games. Like, I, I'm kind of thinking, like, battle Borderlands at this point. Like, you know, you get, someone joins you and enemies just are harder in general. Because like, yeah. it's... Stuff like that. Um, well, let's see. You need a penalty for dying. So that's okay. All, that's all. That's kind of just what I'm saying. Stuff like that are this uh, on here. I don't know. So typical RPG things. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so like I, so I think this game has potential to be really good because I'm kind of excited for it because I've always like I have Rust and I think Rust is kind of fun but it's kind of stupid at the same time. And there's been people who've been playing Rust for like five years and so like I get in there and like just like get killed like instantly for like two minutes. Rust just doesn't have any direction. That's the it's problem. Just, it just exists. So I think if this game has a little more direction, it'll be a little better. And it is Bethesda, so it's you know triple A, uh, like studio that can you know has had evidence of making good games yeah so but it's not their maryland studio that's working on it it's their uh, austin texas studio yeah whatever so, so if that means anything yeah and i think like people are kind of like talking like oh well the next big game should have been elder scrolls right i mean that's the next big uh bethesda game but also uh, Star- what about starfield whatever <laughs> that should be the next game uh also like Elder Scrolls Online seems to be doing really super well. Well, yeah, and so this game can't be like Elder Scrolls Online because there'd be no sense. But to it really... totally can be. I know, but like it can be the exact same game, just with guns. But if if they do it that way, then you are dividing a market that you already have. Like, see, I don't think you are. I think it's different markets. Like, you're going to have some crossover, but there's going to be some people that care more about like this, like this fallout world than anything yeah. mythical but, i mean to to be honest i hope it's not like that i don't want another elder scrolls online well i don't either because i didn't really like that game Ugh. so i'm hoping this is more of a 
I know Justin, when I was talking to him, he said he was playing in Conan Exile, that new game that just came out. He's like saying, like, compare it a lot to like that. So it's not like an MMO, but it's like a good RPG with friends. Something like that. So Monster Hunter World. Yeah, actually, you know what? Something like Matt would, would be okay. Okay. Where you can run around with friends and like you, you gather things, kill enemies together. I have a feeling that we are going to find out a lot about it in the next week. In one week from today. Um, so, uh, let's move on from yes. that. We'll, just, we'll, we'll see it. Those like, are just my ideas, and I think we're going to be doing something later in the week for E3 stuff. So yes. Uh, so, PUBG Core has sued Fortnite publisher Epic for alleged copyright infringement in South Korea. Um, this is a measure to protect our copyrights, a PUBG representative told Bloomberg News. Uh, and so, um, let's see, I think the Polygon article said that while both games employ similar gameplay traits, Fortnite Battle Royale and PUBG both drop 100 players into a map and make them battle out until only one person or one team is left standing, there are some notable differences between PUBG and Fortnite Battle Royale. Fortnite encourages people or players to build forts and craft items in order to defend themselves and better their attacks. while PUBG hasn't incorporated any building schools in the game at this point. Um, but arguably they are talking about, oh, there's the circle. The circle closes. They're also listing some of the UI uh, similarities between the games, which I don't think is a, like, a reasonable thing to sue somebody over because their UI has been used for the past decade. Um, the map and, like, the gun select and all that stuff is like the mini map in the corner and yeah this i I think this lawsuit is really dumb Uh, i'm just gonna come out right right now and say that i think it's a bad thing i think that um we'll see what happens in south korea i in america i feel like there would be absolutely no grounds for them to like rule in PUBG core's favor um and it's just like it's not plagiarism like like just get over it like it's doing well let them do well like if you want to have a beef between you and epic because you're using their engine then go for it like have that beef but like to bring it into the courts i think it's just such a bad idea and what happens if the South Korean government rules in PUBG Core's favor? So what kind of precedent does that send for video games? Uh, basically, we're going to happen what happens in music, which I still think is complete and utter bullshit. Like you can't, you can't like borrow anybody's ideas in music anymore. Back like several hundred years ago, that was all, like a very common thing. People borrowed each other's ideas constantly. And it was never frowned upon. Nowadays, you get sued the crap out of. And it is always bad and dumb. And I can't, like, I can't help but feel like that is the way the video game industry is going to go if they're ruled in PUBG Core's favor. Um, especially if, like, an American court decides that. Which, I, again, I don't think it could ever make it that far. I don't think America would ever take on that case. Mm-hmm. So... That's kind of how I feel on this whole story. I think it's stupid, but it has happened. So yeah, no. Oh, well. I think PUBG is so upset that they're not making as much money as Fortnite. Oh, that's that's totally what it is. It's, or like they said, probably don't have as many players anymore as they used to. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, because 
uh, Fortnite is being better supported. Um, and like I've been, I've seen those memes where like it's like that uh, that car that's turning off of the uh, yeah. onto an off ramp, and so like the one on the the uh, so the car is like uh, whatever PUBG Core Blue Hole or whatever you want to call them, and so like the overpass is labeled as uh, optimization, and it's turning towards suing Epic. Yeah, uh, and I thought that was funny. I think that's a good explanation of that. Why I have a problem with this. Um, and I, it's different departments, whatever. It's not like all of the developers have stopped working on PUBG because they're suing them now. Those are different people that are doing that work. So uh, PUBG, and I'm PUBG sure guys like, are like, guys, we're just working here. And I, I bet like, uh, like Brendan Green is probably just sitting there like, oh God, what's happening? What did I do? What did I create? Uh, and when he comes, when he gets, uh, has to testify in court, uh, he's going to have to explain that he uh, took this from a mod. That he took it from another game. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a weird thing uh, that we haven't heard the last of. Uh, so, we've only got a couple last uh, minute things to talk about, um, kind of on the sad side. Of things. Um, so first of all, uh, Total Biscuit died. Um, and if you don't know who Total Biscuit is, um, aka the cynical Brit, he he was a games critic. Um, I'd say probably one of the earlier YouTubers. And like, there are a lot of things about him that I really disagree with. And some of the things he has said um, online uh, should be frowned upon, and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, he did what he loved. He did it well. And, like, the dude fought cancer for a very long time. Um, I think, like, four years ago was when he was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, And it went into remission and then came back. Uh, and like, it's just, it's a super sad story. Um, he does leave behind a wife and a child, which is even sadder. Uh, he's only 33. Mm. Um, and it just sucks, you know, like, it, 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 I don't care who it is. Like cancer sucks, man. Um, cancer's and, a bitch. Yes. And so it blows that it happens. Uh, condolences to... Everybody that knew John Bain, uh, who watched him, listened to him, was inspired by him. Because I, I think a lot of the like streamers and YouTubers and stuff can probably say that he was one of their early inspirations. Um, for better or for worse. Okay. So uh, that's real sad. And another death, uh, Ted Dabney, uh, founder of Atari. So he co-founded it with Nolan Bushnell. Um, and they created Pong together. He died at 81. So if you look at the genealogy of video games, like he is one of the first. And uh, I could be wrong, like, but I, I am pretty sure it is him and Bushnell who worked together at Lagoon in Utah. The that, yeah. The roller coaster. That's where video games came from. Lagoon in Utah. Uh-huh. They, they worked there and they worked in. Uh, uh, I can't remember what kind of stuff they were doing, but it was basically like electronic games. Huh. Uh, 
probably like old carnival style games. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where they got the idea um, to do the whole thing. And yeah, that kind of led to Pong. Uh, and it's all history from there. So uh, 81 years old, condolences uh, to him and his wife and everybody his family uh, and uh, the whole video game community. So um, that does it for us in news. Uh, so this coming weekend is the start of the E3 press conferences. Yay. Yay. And then next week is E3. So it's a big time in video games. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we plan on covering all of the press conferences, kind of like what we did last year. So we will have podcasts each day, um, dissecting what we saw, what we heard, um, how we feel. Uh, and so that will be a fun time. E3 2018, the press conference schedule. Um, Saturday, June 9th, we have uh, All In Mountain Time. We have EA at 12 p.m., uh, good old noon o'clock. Sunday, we have Microsoft at 2 p.m., Bethesda at 7.30 p.m., and Devolver Digital at 9 p.m., whatever that may be. (laughs) Uh, Monday, we have Square Enix at 11 a.m., Ubisoft at 2 p.m., the PC Gaming Show at 3, or sorry, 4 p.m., and then Sony at 7 p.m. And Tuesday, we have Nintendo. Their Direct will be at 10 a.m. And that does it for the press conferences. That's going to be a long Sunday. Or Monday, I mean. It's going to be a long fucking weekend. Long long four days for us. We're, we're, we'll love every, every second of it. Sure. It's E3. It's, best it's time. E3. It's the best time of the year. Always is. So we'll be here for that. Um, but yeah. Uh, we will do a prediction show um, this week beforehand uh, just kind of going through the different conferences what we think we're going to hear about um, and see how right we are so uh, yeah because some things have been confirmed obviously yes there's been a lot of leaks there's always the surprises yes indeed what they got going on so yeah so uh, anyways I think that does it for us um tonight or this week or until next time whatever whatever i should close with i don't know um until the next time you hear us right until the next time our sultry voices come out of your headphones likely um thanks everybody for listening uh be sure to follow us on twitter facebook uh email all of the things dryspellradio at gmail.com and then dryspellradio.com Uh, And thanks for listening, and we will see you later. Bye-bye.